But that shouldn't be the problem. It totally was. Hello. We're troubleshooting geniuses. Well, I'm never going to charge my MP3 player through my computer while we're trying to record a podcast again. Hello, my name is David Riley, genius kung fu space billionaire, and with me today is Joel White, master of the 17 forms of sea lung cookery. Delicious. Uh, you'll also realize that space dollars are worth about one billion. No, wait, that was wrong. A billion dollars is worth one space dollar. Wait, is that right? No, a billion space dollars is worth one dollar. There we go. Whichever one, whichever one makes you poor. So in reality, yes, I am quite the pauper. But that's all right. We are Fast Karate for the Gentlemen, and today is your podcast for... October 7th, 2006. Man, October already? Well, let's hope that this week we're in New York. But Joel here, who knows? People are always having birthdays. Not cool, man. Not cool. I apologize, unless in fact it's not a problem, which it may not be. Well, let's really hope it's not. Though... (laughs) I think at best we're going to be driving a lot in the middle of the night <laughs> which uh, to make our like eight-hour appearance at this convention <laughs> and be like, all right, guys, see you later. But at least we won't have broken a promise. No, we And also uh, we'll like be totally cool because we're like the rock star that comes in to Europe and plays one show and then leaves. But instead of, instead of being Europe, millionaires and somewhere having near Utica. sex with beautiful women. <laughs> Not that Utica is bad. Um, Apparently they have very good beer. When I told my dad that's where I was going, he encouraged me quite heartily to drink some sort of Utica something ale. I don't know. I can't remember the name, but apparently it's the cat's meow. Possibly the the kitten's mittens. You know, I think they just talked about that on the pajama. Like some dude had a problem. He's from upper New York and they were talking about the beer. Well, Utica is supposed to be a good beer town. Oh, we'll have to check it out. I'd love to spend three days there, but that may not be possible. (laughs) All right. Today, we're talking about Master Keaton, the show that could adequately be described as the Japanese MacGyver, possibly the Japanese Indiana Jones. I think the Japanese Indiana Jones is definitely much more accurate than the Japanese MacGyver. Because so far, I've only seen him use common household tape. As tape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not really MacGyver. Well, it's still kind of clever. It's just he's not using it to manufacture a bomb. Oh, wait. Did yet. he actually use the tape to make the Adel-Adel? Yeah. Ah, uh, that is pretty MacGyver. Although, I don't know if Adel-Adel counts as MacGyver. <laughs> Listen, he turned a common spoon into a spoon you could throw things with. <laughs> I'm not sure why I had to break it and then tape it back together and why that made to it... To give a- it to spring. <laughs> Even though addle-addles are based on leverage and extending and Well, whatever. would tape really help you out with that? I don't know if masking tape really has the durability to... It was scotch tape. Oh, my, my mistake. But he, I guess you wrap it around there enough. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, Master Keaton is a show that isn't really about anything. Kind of like in the way Seinfeld isn't about anything. If these first five episodes we watch can be taken as a whole for the series. So, this guy... He ends up in some place like Spain or Russia and helps people. And then the next episode, he's somewhere else entirely. Yeah, he really leaves a jet-set lifestyle for somebody who's so... I guess I'm going to say bumbling. Yeah. 
But he is kind of bumbling. Yeah. But it's weird because he's also highly trained in combat. I know what you're thinking. How does that work? Well, it does. Well, that's like the classical Japanese anime archetype. It's like the dumb guy who's also a kung fu genius. Like yeah. me. Or that's but how not it... a billionaire. Yeah. Like Mugen and... Uh... Vash and Trigon. Spike. Captain Tyler. I think... But Captain Tyler epitomizes it even more because he is just a bumbling idiot. But he's a secret genius. He's not a secret genius, though. But everything works out around him. Yes, that's true. God, I love Captain Tyler. Captain Tyler's That's like one of my favorite shows ever. I love when he seduces the uh, computer program. (laughs) In the first (laughs) Crashes the server. Yeah, that's great. So yes, like we said, it's like a Japanese MacGyver. And I don't know. No, we didn't. Wait, didn't we? Yeah, oh right, Indiana Jones. But maybe the Indiana Jones It's comparison. some sort of weird combination of both. Well, it's strange. It's like how you wonder, how can Indiana Jones be a teacher when he's like running around finding the lost ark and crap like that? You wonder how this guy can be a teacher. And I guess an insurance adjuster when he never really seems to spend any time at home ever. But maybe that's the stuff that happens between episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All the interest, uninteresting stuff just gets cut out, and we're left with the primo material. This is how he spends his vacation, rescuing old men from the Russian mob. Yeah, old men who know about the Eight existence of, of 500 gold. tons of gold. First of all, how do you ship 500 tons of gold anywhere and have it be a secret? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, these are some heavy boxes. What's in these boxes? Let's open one up. Sand. Yeah. See, we're shipping rice. That was the dummy, the dummy shipment. (laughs) The real shipment is strapped to the bellies of elephants. (laughs) The real shipment uh, had each bar of gold disguised as a leather-bound edition of the Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. (laughs) And those of you who've seen that Saturday Night Live skit know I'm ripping it off hardcore. Oh man, I hadn't seen that skit, and I thought that was pretty funny. Because I was like, who would ever want to read The Count of Monte Cristo? <laughs> Precisely. It's <a> perfect plan. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the real thing about Master Keaton is how did he get a job ever in the first place? And why is the life of an insurance investigator so exciting? And if it really is, sign me up. Yeah, for real. But first off, I want all this experience that he has retroactively added to me without actually having to do any of the Kind of like the Matrix. Yeah, so I want to be like ex-SAS member. Well, let's, let's go through Master Keaton's... Uh, resume? Yeah, resume. All right, we've got... Uh, what was he in the Army? I guess. I, all I really remember is the SAS. Well, he was in the SAS, and he was involved with the uh, Iranian... Um, yeah. Was that called? The there's a name for that. In, uh, it's like Black Tuesday or something. There's a yeah. there's a name for it. You can look it up on Wiki or whatever. Maybe I'll look it up. Who knows? And he saved the world from my phone beeping. No. All right. <laughs> well, back to business. Yeah, because all that stuff you have to do in like the army, that's hard stuff. And especially with people... And I don't want to do that. Even after you get out of the army, you think it would get easier. But no, after you get out of the army, people actually try to start killing you. Yeah. And then like, you don't have any of your army buddies around. So then it, it was just like training, except training was easier because your life was not actually on the line. Also, once you get out of the army, it's like a rule that you're not allowed to want to use guns. Like, 
I don't even know what MacGyver was. He he was like an FBI agent. No, or, before he no he, he, just he signed like, up with some consortium of like do-gooder or something. No, no, he was, no, he, he was like a government agent. No, he worked for some private foundation. I thought. No, he definitely was something like an FBI agent. Whatever. Or, but and he had a strict no guns policy, and I think Master Keaton probably does not. But these five episodes suggest that. He's not very interested in using guns when he can make wooden spoons into weapons of decisive, deadly precision. He didn't kill that guy, though. He just pegged him in the head real good. Yeah. And I gotta... He just gave him a concussion and bashed in his frontal lobe. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I Destroyed don't think... Destroyed the speech uh, center of his brain. I guess, uh, you know, archaeologists all go through, like, what ancient combat training that teaches you how to use an addle-addle, like, what is it... <laughs> When your life is on the line, your only friend is your Adelaide, and whatever what you rock you spear? pick up. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a spear, well, Adelaide's were normally used for spears. Like they didn't throw rocks with them; they threw spears, and that would have been hardcore if Master Keaton just like made a spear and chucked it at the guy. That's why he broke the spoon. Need the other half for the spear. <laughs> that would be the world's they tiniest. Edited, spear. They edited this for the American release. Crap. That sucks. I we could have it. seen that guy get impaled through the eye, Galgo 13 style, with the x-ray from the side. You see this point going through, but there's no brains. It's just like the skull getting crashed by the stone. And then he falls spearhead. 50 stories. Yeah. And Master Keaton's riding him the whole way. And then Punched went, him in the face. <laughs> kick flips off him at the last second and lands gracefully. And then he runs off to teach his class on how... Yeah. Oh, dude, it's time to go! Ancient Egyptian culture. Yeah, this is... This is one of the... I mean, this comes out more in the last episode. But Master Keaton com- constantly complains about, uh, you know, not being able to be an archaeologist. It's like, oh, my dream was to be an archaeologist. And instead, I live this fabulous insurance investigator lifestyle where I travel to different countries, eat fine foods, meet women, and uh, apparently get paid very handsomely. He's pretty much have to, to lead the life he's living. His uh, $270 insurance adjuster's paycheck probably isn't covering the bills. Well, no, that was his his school paycheck. Oh, was it? Yeah, they sent That's it out and it worse. returned. Yeah. That hurts. Well, he never comes to class, Dave. Why would you pay him? Huh. So you're saying that they, they docked his pay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, this guy is capable of basically anything, as he demonstrates in every episode. Archaeology, like, could be a side job. I mean, he could be doing that while kung fu fighting. I guess <laughs> he's like brushing off a bone with a with a paintbrush or something or whatever. I don't know, some sort of brush fighting off a team of ninja assassins. It's like in the Matrix where Neo discovers his powers at the end of the first one, and he's like fighting off Agent Smith with one arm. Yeah, he's well, he's like, like yawning with the other, <laughs> yeah, yawning like, the other, calculating in the other direction. <laughs> That's what Master Keaton could do. He's got like the the Velociraptor head, and he's like brushing it away. <laughs> and all the the Ninja Strike team is Dave, trying to stop him. That's paleontology. He okay. wants to be an archaeologist. Listen, anyone who's digging in the ground is definitely doing it to find <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> and they're all find... hoping that they're going to find the one dinosaur that lived through it all. <laughs> he's trying to got he's... trapped in some underground cave. He's trying to find the proof that the ancient dinosaur civilization that existed in the Danube Valley was the root <laughs> of all European civilization. You know it totally was, too. And then, yeah. But, uh, I don't know, let's break it down a little more. 
get into some summary. Please do. <laughs> Master Keaton is like a retard. <laughs> and he's like, I mean, we've already described it's He's like, an idiot savant. Yeah, he's... But I want to talk specifically, like, the, the episode that demonstrates this the best is the Russian, like, the episode where he's in yeah. Russia, apparently in Siberia, just cruising. The episode starts with him driving, so you're really in media res on this one, because yeah. you have no idea why he's there. Where he is where in he the is. first place. Or what he's doing. Yeah, nothing. Not, no background at all. And you know what? You're not going to get that for the rest of the story. Because that's not what the story's about. All you know is that he almost hits an old man walking in the snow. And then the old man is really crotchety and claims to be immortal, and the Russian mafia is trying to kill him. And that's where it goes. It follows that story arc. So you're like, wow, Master Keaton's in, si- in Siberia. That could be it. Whoa, what's this over here? <laughs> I just saw something shiny. Yeah. Did somebody like crinkle some it's tin like foil? It's like a cat. They're shaking <laughs> that little bell on a chain. It's like my cats. Anytime, like, you, I mean, you could be doing anything with them, and then as soon as somebody like opens up the food... Like it's just like they're gone. All right, here they I am. <laughs> like, did I hear someone like crinkle a bag? I'm like stupid jerks. And I was just on the precipice of solving the universal equation. It would have provided food to everyone in the known universe. Whiskers. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the way Is that, that meow mix? goes. Or and so that. It, but what makes Master Keaton retarded about this episode isn't like the fact that that story doesn't really make sense. It's that. This old dude is walking in the middle of the road in a blizzard, yells at him, and then Master Keaton feels bad. The guy almost kills him like four times, and the whole time Master Keaton like never gives him any guff. Yeah. It's like Mother Teresa probably would have swore at least once. you blew up my rental car. Yeah, he was definitely the man. That was... Buying the insurance has never felt <laughs> yeah. so good. Best $8 I ever spent in my life. I never thought an old Russian dude would throw his cigar in my <laughs> gas tank in but order that, to throw off the mafia. That was actually in the policy. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm in the business and I read a lot of these things, but I've never seen that clause. And I was a little suspicious that that was another three rubles. But let me tell you, <laughs> jumping for it was worth it. Three rubles? What is that? Like a quarter of a penny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough... Yeah, there's enough to let you look at, I don't know, a Twinkie. It's like, sorry, you've seen enough. <laughs> See, the thing is, to call him an idiot savant is a kind of a misnomer, because idiot savants are really only good at, like, one thing. So, you know, they can count all the matchbooks that fell on the floor or whatever. But Master Keaton is good at everything. Yeah. But he's never good at anything until the situation calls for him to be good at it. Yeah, I feel like... It- well, in another episode, uh, the one where they're tracking the German terrorist cell, because apparently the number one terrorist in the world was German in 1994, whenever this <laughs> show was made. But uh, So they're tracking him down, and uh, the whole point is like, oh, you guys are all amateur. Or, there's this team of professionals that's tracking the terrorists, and then yeah. Master Keaton shows up because he wants to arrange the uh, surrender of one of the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, her family wants her to take like the easy way out or whatever. Yeah. And so anyway, the, so he sort of gets in the middle of these guys tracking her as one of the terrorists. And they're, they keep on calling him an amateur. It's like, oh, you're such an amateur. You don't know what you're doing, you amateur. And they really hit you over the head with uh, the idea that he's an amateur. Like, to the point where you're just like, shut up, you midget fat man. <laughs> How did you ever get to be a bounty hunter? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the lead bounty hunter is apparently they call him what is it the little giant <laughs> because he is four feet tall and uh, about what five feet wide. Yeah, he, he's a big dude. He comes from a very square. That's people. actually they run out of shotgun bullets, so they just roll him at the door to get <laughs> entry to the terrorist compound. But yeah, they, they keep on calling Master Keen an amateur, even though basically immediately he demonstrates his competence to them in several ways. Yeah, mainly by losing their tracker and then following the tracker to their hideout. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, how professional are you really? And if you're not that professional, why are you calling this guy an amateur? He just totally punked you in your own house. Well, what's even better is he's in your house drinking your orange juice right from the jug. (laughs) I'm all up in your house drinking all your orange juices. Yeah, exactly. There should be a picture of Master Keaton. He's the cat. Yeah. On 4chan, that's all up in your X, doing your You're Y. <laughs> I'm in your gutter, blocking your drainage. <laughs> but yeah, he spends the whole episode telling them everything they're doing wrong. And yet, they're still like, ah, this amateur guy. And then, what's even worse is that they do the things he tells them to do while calling him an amateur. Yeah. It's like, you really, if you're, if you're going into a house with a shotgun, you really should shoot at the hinges, not the keyhole. And they're like, whatever, loser. Listen, why don't you take your little insurance bus back to uh, some German town where... Dusseldorf. And now that's we're going to go shoot this door's hinges. But you... Don't look, okay? We're shooting the lock. <laughs> as far as you know, we still think you're some kind of jerk. <laughs> but yeah, that is really it's it's kind of it's really it was actually kind of frustrating by the end of the episode to have this little dance play out every time Master Keaton meets one of them, and then to have the head guy finally acknowledge like, no, he's all right. He knows something. You know, he's really he's got something to offer. It's like in Roadhouse, starring a. Uh... Was Patrick, that Patrick Swayze? Swayze? Yeah. yeah, where like he comes and they're like, you can't bounce at this place. This is the hardest place in the world. I don't know. I don't even remember what happens. He like cracks some guy in the head with... He breaks some dude's head. Well, yeah. he stabs him in the shoulder or something. No, that's something else. And then else. he like protects the bartender, or the waitress or whatever. And then they're like, hey, this guy isn't bad at all. But except instead of it... That, that was like the whole movie of Roadhouse. Well... <laughs> Well, no, that was only like the first ten minutes of Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, but if you stretch that into like the whole thing, that's... That would be that episode of Master The first ten episodes of Roadhouse, that was like if you made a whole movie out of that first ten episodes, or first ten minutes. Wow, that was a little confusing little... Yeah, was it? It wasn't that bad. Cry, baby. (laughs) Roadhouse is a great moment in American cinema, and I felt like it should be acknowledged. (laughs) Patrick Swayze, a living legend. (laughs) Black Dog. Loved it. <laughs> America's love of trucks and gun running. Wasn't in one he in movie. that movie with uh, what was that? Red Dawn, where yeah, all he the was. little kids like Cuba invades the United no, States. No, it was Russia. Well, Cuba started it. Cuba, Cuba was like the forefront. Oh yeah, and then Russia came in later, and they were like, "Hey, good job, Cuba." Now what I guess we it? own this place. And then the high school kids are like, "We're gonna take your shit down, Russia," <laughs> and, and they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. A lot of spoilers. Them that was a terrible movie. Yep. Not like Steel Dawn, also starring Patrick Swayze, <laughs> which was awesome. Pretty big in the 80s, the Dawn movies. <laughs> but anyway, back to the matter at hand. Uh, Your battery's freaking dying here, why man. Why just die? It's taking forever. It's the overwrought death scene. What? 
Oh, whatever. Battery, are you dying? It's like in Way of the Gun, where like the James Caan's old man sidekick gets shot and then spends five minutes in the car dying while he's talking to James Caan. And he keeps passing out for like 30 seconds, but then he comes back. Hilarious. I just threw that in there for you, Daryl Sarad of Anime World Order. Because I know you were talking about Way of the Gun on the Why don't the you guys just podcast. kiss? Why don't you just Why do don't it? we? Maybe we're gonna. Huh? But back kiss to... Kiss your mom. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like, we could do, like, the whole uh, episode by episode uh, breakdown. But that would take forever. That's and really not necessary. There's one... It's just a pretty simple formula. But I want to point out one other, like, Master Keaton's uh, generous nature towards the Russian guy is... Uh, mirrored, if not, I don't know, superseded by his daughter's generous nature towards him. <laughs> because Master Keaton apparently ignores the crap out of his kid. Doesn't live in the same country with her. Doesn't know how old she is. Uh, and never sees her. But apparently he really wants to. This is what I don't get. <laughs> like, that kind of bumbling nonsense normally is borderline abusive in a parent-child relationship. But they seem to sort of, you know, bear the burden lightly. She just shows up and she's like, Hey, Dad, you know, I haven't seen you in about a decade. You didn't know I wasn't in middle school anymore. And you just told me I was named after a dude. (laughs) See, I think I can really empathize with this because that's probably the kind of dad I'd be. (laughs) You know, just judging by my current life like I really am Master Keaton except without the superpowers I'm like the first 15 minutes of the episode Master Keaton and then like the last 8 minutes of the episode never really comes into play for me yeah. like I never have the shocking thing of brilliance like people just lead me along by the nose and I'm like alright yeah, you can't. You don't have the uh, sort of overwhelming ideals with which to awe strike your daughter so that she isn't angry at you because you really believe in something. I'm kind of just wandering around there and I don't know where I am. (laughs) That's why this show really speaks to me. But then it crushes my heart because I know that I'm never going to be as cool as him in the end of the episode (laughs) when he's throwing rocks at people trying to steal an old man's treasure. (laughs) A dead old man's treasure. Which is actually the treasure of a dead civilization. If you can really count. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, like, apparently this daughter, who is very, named Yuriko, is very, uh, you know, mild-mannered for apparently having a dad who is not only emotionally distant, as Dave would be, but physically distant, (laughs) and a mother who spends all of her time doing work. Yeah. I wonder why they broke up. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe it's because he's freaking emotionally retarded and And i've never even met her yeah you don't even see her in the show even in the flashbacks the wife is not a part of (laughs) she's a latchkey kid yeah i mean it's funny this show i'm assuming was written by a man and he was just like i have no idea how to write female characters so i'm gonna leave them out yeah i'm I'm cutting them well we see how well the extras perform (laughs) yeah i'm gonna play to them i'm gonna play to my strengths here But, I mean, that's not to condemn uh, Master Keaton, because in the mother, or in the, the male-female relationship, there's one important thing missing. Or actually, one important thing excluded. They did this on purpose. Sex. That's all that moe BS. Yeah. Yes. There's none of that 
creepy old man little girl junk yeah. going on. Where there's a whole episode that focuses on his rescue of a, a little girl from her grandmother who doesn't want to leave her granddaughter with the daughter-in-law after her son dies. Because uh, the grandmother... Well, both spouses were cheating on each other, but the yeah. grandmother had a more high opinion of her son. Yeah. As uh, most parents probably would. Mm-hmm. So the whole episode is about Keaton transforming this girl who's probably like 10 or something from Italy to France. And, you know, in any other show, you would be like, oh, great. Something's going to happen yeah. that I really don't want to happen. And even if it's not going to happen... It's going to be alluded to, like, oh, Master Keaton's in the shower, and she walks in on him. Or all this, like, weird... She, like, finds his boxers, and she's like, what are these? (laughs) But no, none of that happens. It's a beautiful thing. And by the end of the episode, when they're crossing the border out of Italy, and she's like, make me a promise that you'll dance with me someday or whatever. And I was like, Master Keaton... I'm just going to put my trust in you. Like, like I'm opening myself up to potential heartbreak. And please show me that there is someone in Japan who can make a scene of, I don't know, a 40-something-year-old guy and a little girl dancing and not make it totally pedorific. And it really wasn't. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't at all. And it was exactly how you'd expect it to play out. It's like, hey, we went through a lot of hard stuff together in the past couple of days, and little girls don't deserve to have their hearts broken by shitty parents and shitty grandparents. Yes. So, like, here, you're not a little girl at all. You've actually been through quite a lot of BS, and I'm going to respect that in your own way you are an adult, but clearly not a sexually mature adult. And as such, we will not cross that boundary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to think of that episode as um, what the creators of Kaze no Koe decided they were going to screw up. They were like, hey, I just saw this episode of Master Keaton, and I want to make it real shitty. <laughs> like, I just want to take it, and I want to, like, mar it. I want to do some crazy whack job, like that dude that hit the... PA, like whatever it is, the statue in the Louvre with a hammer. Like I just want to, I want to go after it. I want to take something beautiful and destroy it. Yeah, it's just like uh, Edward Norton in a uh, Fight Club yeah. when he's beating up that guy. God, that's a messed up scene. Ooh, it's just like I want to crumble and make it, make it so bad that nobody even that the original is just tainted. Yeah, disgusting. I, yeah, they're like pitching it. They're like, yeah, we want to make a Master Keaton episode three style show, but we want to add a, a key thematic difference, and that is uh, little girl sexual porn. abuse. <laughs> yes, I don't know why it was so hard for me to find that word because I really like this stuff. <laughs> it gets me going. In fact, I'm all about it. I'm yeah, let's call my friends. It's like, what is this guy all about? <laughs> I'm all about 30-year-old dudes and little girls. Let's just hope no one ever gets my hard drive. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And their brother and sister. Oh, my. But not real brother and sister. It's cool. They're like foster brother and sister. So it's totally all right. Yeah, that way it's not creepy. And then we can just like sneak it in under because, the radar. You know what? And then in five years, we tell them they were brother and sister. But by then, it's too late. They already enjoyed it. 
for the disgusting reasons that we made obvious. And while everybody's throwing up all over themselves, we robbed the Tokyo Mint. (laughs) What do you mean everybody's everybody's throwing up all over themselves? Like incest is a like it's a road that yeah that's the scary thing in Japan Japan hasn't crossed. Good lord, it's like old boy. I'm having nightmares all over again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was a good movie. It was a good movie, but that that is the most messed up plot twist. That plot twist is so messed up, I'm not going to spoil it, even though I spoiled every other movie, yeah. because in order to do it, I'd have to remember it and then verbalize. <laughs> and having two sections of my brain involved in that might cause my central yang, nervous yang, system yang, to collapse. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Master Keaton, pretty good show. Yeah, I really like it. In fact, I would like to go out of my way to watch it a lot more. I wish it wasn't so long. Yeah. Just because it's really hard for me to watch long shows. And I think that what... I mean, this probably isn't a great way to recommend it, but the thing that's so good about it is that you can't impugn its morality. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole relationship with the daughter-father thing is kind of messed up, but I come from a whole household, so I'm not affected by that, yeah. suckers. So, you know, it's like, it doesn't bother me. Ouch, take that, <laughs> children of divorce. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, everything... It just, it's a... I mean, I guess you could say it comes off as a little high-handed at times, but I really like that. Like, what have, it's like the G.I. Joe end up, like, the hit you over the head with morality after we give you all these sort of ambiguous messages about military yeah, service and, and killing things. Pick up your garbage, kids. Yeah. G.I. Joe. <laughs> now you know, and knowing is half the battle. That's like, that, that's like all of Master Keaton. Warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah. And adolatles. <laughs> He's throwing warm, fuzzy feelings at you with some sort of emotionally <laughs> and they're leveraged... Coming, they're breaking the fourth wall. They're coming through the TV and into your heart. <laughs> but he needs to use... I wish that was more of a theme. Like, he used some, like, obscure archaeological... Yeah, depth. I was actually really excited. The I'll tell the truth. The first 15 minutes or so, the first episode, didn't grab me until, like... He's trapped in the house with the girl, and they're about to run out into the hail of gunfire, and he does, like, the... The kung fu genius thing where he looks at the guys coming down the road and he's like, ah, they don't button their coats. And they favor their left sides, which means they have heavy guns under them. All right, we're going to have to make a run for it. But before we do, let me get this spoon. And I was like, I know he's going to do something with that spoon. And I know he's going to love it. Well, yeah, and I mean, I wish they would have more stuff like that. Because then we could really say it's a combination, you know, MacGyver, MacGyver Indiana yeah. Jones. Because it would be... Indiana Jones, using his knowledge of physics and uh, the junk drawer <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> to Mac- save the day. Well, MacGyver doesn't know anything about archaeology. You know, he's never, like, reaching back in time. They didn't have the rubber band in ancient Syria. Oh, he did spend that one episode in the crate of firecrackers. <laughs> he seemed to know fa- a lot about Chinese history then. <laughs> My favorite... My favorite episode of MacGyver was when he was trapped in like a storage closet or the door was locked and he created a cannon with a keg of beer and the trash. Okay, if you're going to talk about MacGyver episodes, it's all about the one where he crashes a plane in like Panama or something with these two little kids and the rebels are after him. And to get out, he has the kids dig a trench with like rocks. (laughs) The trench is something like 100 feet long. How is that inventive? Child labor? But he has them find wood so he can whittle a new landing gear for the plane, which is broken. And then they fill the (laughs) trench with water and float out. (laughs) Genius. 
truly brilliant. MacGyver, you were too good for this world. Beer is delicious. Farm Aid is rocking. Well, thanks, Callie. Come on. She's being nice. Is she, Joel? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, back to business. 